Is my gone? What are you worried about? I can help you. I wasn't... I was going to do comedy tonight, but I'd rather do therapy. <laughs> Let me sit down here. Dr. Orney's here, if you have any questions at all. Because God forbid you turn out like these people. You really... This is where you don't want to be. So let me help you prevent the... What's that? Eternity. Oh, you're worried about once you die? Yeah, nothing happens. Nothing. Do you... Are you praying every day? Are you... Yeah, I think you should pray every day too. I... Uh, what are you doing that's so... Sir, judge thee not. This woman is 37. She's in a crisis. She doesn't need somebody closer to the end of the line judging her. That is video of me last weekend in Houston, Texas. Uh, this is what comedy has become. What's wrong with Orny Adams? Episode 77. I'm, I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in Big Yellow, my Shasta. Uh, welcome aboard, everybody. But this is what modern comedy has become. They don't want you to tell jokes anymore. They don't want you to go up there too prepared. The audience wants you to engage them and interact with them. Thankfully, I'm pretty good at it. Uh, I'll get into that later in the show. But uh, Dr. Orny is in the house. This clip I posted online. You can watch it. It is on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and it has spurred a discussion. Some people would rather have me as their therapist than their therapist. And I have I have a letter. I have a letter. Let me cross out the person's name on the letter that just uh, was sent to me. I have not had a chance to read it, really process it. But it is a, a question for Dr. Orny on asexuality. So that's coming up on this episode. But I just want to start with this. I want to start with this. I am so sick of being interrupted. I I can't get a thought out. My phone interrupts me. Notifications nonstop. People interrupt me. I can't get a sentence out. And they always interrupt me with something that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. People don't know how to listen anymore. You could be in the middle of saying something and they just blurt. They'll just, something that has nothing, uh, uh, I don't know what to have for dinner. You're like, that's not even what I'm talking about. I, and I'm so sick of people talking about their food and talking about what they just ate or what they're going to eat or what they want to eat or what somebody else ate. When do we start worshiping food so much? Just shut up and eat used to wake up and eat for energy and then go do your day. Now your entire day and energy is trying to find food. I, I'm tired of the food worshiping. Every single meal doesn't have to be the best meal you ever had. The, the breakfast can just be a breakfast. It doesn't have to be gourmet. It doesn't have to be the greatest breakfast ever. I'm, 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 I'm sick of the gourmetness of, of eating. I know that's not a word. I understand that. But I, I, I'm tired of the chasing and the pressure to always have a great meal and to analyze every meal. And y y the pressure to go out and be wowed. And believe me, all of our senses are numbed anyway. When the, the dopamine release function in our brains has been altered because of COVID, I really, really believe that. COVID is destroying our brains and all our devices are destroying our brains. I am so sick of people on their devices. I, I, we want so badly to connect with people, just not the people in front of us. 
People would rather go on a dating app than look up. People would rather order something online than stand in line. People would rather watch something that happened than something that's happening. People would rather watch something in HD than something in 3D. That's what's wrong with the world right now. And I'm fired up. Just I'm fired up. I don't know why they're singing about Florida. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm losing hope, everybody. I'm losing hope. I really am. Lots to discuss on this episode, including my weekend in Houston. This weekend, I am in, I'm bringing it down, Las Vegas, Nevada, at the Jim O'Kimmel Comedy Club, which is adjacent to the Link Hotel, Harris Hotel, and the Flamingo Hotel. I hope you can make it out. I'm going to talk about this woman that posed as a 14-year-old boy on TikTok and what the algorithm fed her, in case you're wondering what's wrong with uh, TikTok, which I'm I'm kind of against. I, I'm against a lot of things. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to talk about they're going to ban gas ovens. I might be late to this discussion, but uh, there's also hacking of charging stations the FBI is warning us about. And... Uh, You know, basically, I'll say this. The reason I love doing this podcast is the only one interrupting me is me. This is a moment where all my devices are off, my notifications are silenced, and the only thing that can interrupt me is my own thoughts. Welcome back. I want to thank all my Patreon subscribers, patreon.com slash Orny. This is not a moneymaker for me, this podcast, just so you know. Uh, So all your support appreciated. It goes into... Uh, paying for equipment. It goes into buying new equipment. It goes into uh, paying for the editing and all the costs associated with all the services and hard drive. It's just, there's a lot. So thank you to the Patreon users. For the people that want to watch the episodes later, they they are on YouTube and the audio is always free. Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Sorry so confused. By the way, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. These really well-produced crime podcasts, and I'm envious of the production value. I think it's fantastic. I wish I had a team around me like that. I think that'd be kind of cool. I do everything myself here. I turn all the cameras on. If you're new to this podcast, I turn on every camera. I hit record. I edit this entire thing. I, I The audio is uh, mastered by Ernesto, but besides that, this is a one-man show. And I throughout the week, I write down my thoughts in a folder on my phone, on my notes, and then I just discuss it. I throw the mic on and I just start talking. And like I've said in the past, this is a companion piece to my stand-up comedy. So if you see my stand-up comedy, thoughts are born here. So for instance, when I talk about I'm sick of being interrupted, that will become, in essence, a bit. Like right now, it's just sort of me going off on the subject, but I'll, I'll, I'll infuse humor as time goes on. And same with, uh, I'm sick of people being on their devices. I I really am sick of people walking into me on the streets because they're looking at their devices. I'm sick of people being on their devices at the gym. It's enough. It's enough. I sat next to a woman on the plane. She was probably in her early twenties, was on TikTok the whole time, just looking at videos. I thought this is You could be enriching your brain in so many different ways. You could reach people with this device and and, and acquire information and broaden yourself besides these shitty videos. 
that are all meant to manipulate you anyway. I mean, the algorithm is evil, evil. If you watch the video or if you, um, excuse me, I I will be discussing in a minute uh, this New York Post article about this woman that poses as a 14-year-old and this will scare the bejesus out of you, whatever the bejesus is. That's something else I wanted to discuss. At the beginning of the video, I said, judge, uh, when I was in Houston, I said, judge thee not. But I don't know if it's judge ye not, judge thee not. Uh, I don't know what the, I don't know what it is. But I was at the Houston um, Riot Comedy Club and the shows went great. But what I've noticed is the shows have energy. But the minute you engage with the crowd, they really wake up. They wake up. It's almost like you have to, you have to like beat them down with some interaction to get them all excited. It's it's strange. It's like hitting a home run. Crowd goes crazy, and then it's back to the game. And we enjoy the game, but it's fun to have the home run. And that's what crowd work has become. It's the home run. It's the home run of stand-up comedy. And and crowds, this is what they want. And I'll tell you why. Because, and I'm to blame for this too, comics are putting up these videos on the internet. This is what we're doing. We're putting up these these videos of us, I'm going to take the headphones off, of us, I don't know why it did that, I'm going to play another video, of us interacting with the audience, whether it's dealing with these heckler videos, which are huge, or videos of just something weird that happened. Structured comedy might be dead which is what my brand was. If you watch, if you saw me early on, to just be different, I never came out and said, how you doing? Because I'd watch comic after comic would come out and say, how you doing? How's everyone doing tonight? It's nice to be here in Philly or wherever you are. I I said, I'm going to cut that out and I'm going to get right into the jokes, which is what Woody Allen would, you know, he'd walk out and go, I should, I should add, I should add. Another one of my heroes that's uh, been canceled or being canceled or whatever it is. There's comedy. The face of comedy has changed. And fortunately, I'm I'm pretty good at it. I'm pretty good at interacting. I put up three clips this week. Uh, the clips are on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, the usual places, YouTube. And, and that one is me. It's fun to watch. You should really watch it. Go on my page and check it out. It's fun. It's fun. So what happened is I'm talking to this woman to my left and she said she's worried. She's worried about life in the afterlife. I'm like, what worries you? I don't even know how I got into this. I just saw something on her face. I see things on people's faces and I react to them in real time. That's what I I do like about this. When you watch these videos, you can see my brain processing because here I am in Texas and and I, I, I assume there's some very conservative thinking about religion. And I, and I like to sort of poke at that. You can have your beliefs, but I like to question. And so I enjoyed that. And I, I knew there was a lot of gun people. I mean, I had a couple people basically threatened to shoot me. You know, not seriously, but they love they love their guns. Now, I, I grew up in Lexington, Massachusetts, a town outside of Boston. And it was a very idyllic uh, community. It was quiet. No, no guns, never saw guns, never really saw violence. We had uh, liberals, we had conservatives, we had racists, we had everybody. We had uh, the spectrum. And I saw it all. I went to public school. But we didn't have guns. And guns, here's my here's my thought on guns. You can have them, but I don't want to see them. 
Keep your guns out of my life. I, where I live, there's no, there's no reason for us to have guns where I am. Now, I understand if you're in the country and you're hunting or you want to protect your home. I've never felt the need to protect myself. Now, we wouldn't need guns or bigger guns or AK-47s if other people didn't have them. So that's part of the problem is that it just keeps escalating the technology in regards to guns. Now, I don't want to get into this. This, of course, is a bigger discussion. I don't discuss this in my comedy. But in light of all the mass shootings, which seem to be uh, daily now, unfortunately, it just seems absurd when I see a headline that says this agency is thinking about banning all gas stoves. And the reason they want to ban gas stoves is because it emits a dangerous toxin that leads to childhood asthma. So they want to ban the stoves to protect the kids, but they don't want to ban the guns to protect the kids. Does this make any sense? It's almost like a George Carlin line of thought, like keep them healthy enough so they can go to school and then get shot. That's what Carlin would say. It's, it's insanity. If you think, if, if the United States of America bans gas stoves before we ban assault rifles, I mean, I don't know what to say. I, I don't know why. I don't know. And again, I didn't grow up around guns, but I don't know why we need AK 47s. Uh, out there. And I, and I think it, it, I, I'm sick of the discussion, to be honest, because nothing's going to change. And now that we have ghost guns and 3D printing, forget it. This, you can't, it's over. It's over. We somehow have to, have to deal with preventing people from committing mass shootings, which I don't understand the psychology of. It could be they want attention. I don't know. There's a lot of people that want attention. And they like to just say stuff that they don't, they're, they're not informed. We were talking about this in the green room last night. I was at the comedy store. It was me and Russell Peters. It was Sam Tripoli. It was his show. Sam Tripoli brings me up on stage. He goes, oh, this next guy coming to the stage. We did a show together in Montreal. Please welcome Orny Adams. I'm like, I get out there, I go, that's my intro? That's my biggest credit that I, I did a show in Montreal with Sam Tripoli? Anyway, also on the show was Liza Eliza Schlesinger, or maybe she's just Eliza now, and uh, Fortune, uh, Feimster, Feimster, Fortune. Anyway, really great show, great group of people. And in the green room, we had a discussion that people online tend to dissect comedy, but aren't informed at all. Like you don't, you don't understand. I. Like under my videos, sometimes they'll say, hey, so-and-so is, you took this joke from so-and-so. And I'm like, my video came out five years earlier. Do the math, you idiot. What I'm saying is comics will police the comedy community. We don't need your help. We got this. We know who's stealing. We know what an original thought is. We know whose brain writes a joke in a certain way. We know what topics can be covered by several comedians because it's an observation. Okay, I was making fun of this commercial about shingles doesn't care. I mean, I'd be shocked if there weren't a dozen other comedians doing that joke or even more. And I allow for that. You don't know. 
If you're not a comedian, stay out of the discussion. We'll police ourselves. And we don't need you telling us what we can and cannot talk about because you don't understand. Like, here's a comment. And I love this. I love when somebody leaves a comment and they expose themselves as an idiot. And then I can glass house them. I like to, I like to write a comment and go, you've been glass housed. You've been glass housed. Because people with glass houses shouldn't throw stones. We know the expression. And we live in a world where everybody is judging. Everybody is judging everybody. And you're not fully informed and or you don't know the intention. You don't know why. Sometimes people say things to provoke a thought. Sometimes they're saying it because they they want you to get a little bit upset. And then you're falling into it. But it gets you to think in a certain way. That's Comics aren't buffoons. Some of the smartest people I know are comedians. So stay out of it. Now, if something is, is really egregious, yeah, I, 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 I understand that. But here's an instance, this guy named Brock under my More Than Loud special on YouTube, which is about to hit 3 million views, which is exciting to me because it is now selling a lot of tickets at these venues. And I can tell you now where I will be. Let's do that now, and then I'll get into this, this comment. Uh, this weekend, uh, April 13th through 16th, which is tomorrow, the 13th, Thursday, Kimmel Comedy Club in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, somebody, uh, when I posted about it, said, I'm not going to that club because I don't like Jimmy Kimmel's politics. Jimmy Kimmel will not be there. It's just a venue. Uh, I'm sure a majority of the money doesn't even go to Jimmy Kimmel. There's a lot of investors. Uh, Let's leave politics out of some shit, please. Uh, April 27th through 29th, I'll be in Port Charlotte, Florida at the Visani Comedy Club. Tickets are going fast. First show Saturday, almost sold out. Uh, When that's sold out in advance, it means most of the shows will sell out uh, or be very full. Uh, Now, May 13th, I will be at the Stand-Up Comedy Club in Bellflower, California. May 18th, the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach, California. One of my favorite places. Again, I expect that place to sell out for sure. So uh, thank you for supporting me and watching my videos and all that stuff. And listen, I'm open to criticism. You can say what you want. You can say, hey, this guy just didn't make me laugh. But I also don't understand why the need. What's the psychology that you want to put somebody down? That you want to tell somebody you don't like them? Like, that's what's wrong with the world. Is when I was growing up, it was localized. You knew who on the block didn't like you. You know, you knew who in the school didn't like you. But you didn't need to know who in Australia... Who in Zimbabwe wasn't a fan? And they just go into attack mode without really sitting back. Like, ask questions. Like, this person objected to me uh, creating a division, what this person called a division between men and women. And, And I'm not creating a division. You can ask me, what are you doing? And maybe I'll answer. But I'm starting to think that a lot of these people just need a hug. They just need a hug. They just want to be heard. They just, they want attention. There's so many people in the world that just want attention. How about just go about your life and do your thing and stay out of other people's way? If anything, leave the world a better place than than, than you came into. So under my More Than Loud video, which I discuss uh, relationships at the end, which often comics do, I said, uh, this person wrote, not much more than loud meaning the name of the special is more than loud. So Brock wrote, not much more than loud. 
another comedian. I'm just a, another. Just put me in a group. This person's going to put me in a group because they, they know. They know. They know comedy. They know comedy better than the comedy community, which wholeheartedly supports my comedy. This person knows. Not much more than loud. Another comedian sowing seeds of division between men and women. Wrote sowing instead of sowing. S-O-W. Wrote S-E-W-I-N-G instead of S-O-W. Sowing seeds. S-O-W-I-N-G. So I wrote... uh, uh, Where's the uh, full... uh, I wrote... uh, not much here, but bad grammar. And it could be syntax or grammar, but not much here, but bad grammar. It's sowing seeds. S-O-W-I-N-G-S-E-E-D-S. You don't sow seeds, S-E-W, unless they, they rip and they need mending. Now I'm mocking this person. Thanks for this opportunity to glass house you. Hope you enjoyed the other 90% of the show that was not about relationships. Oh, I d- hope I didn't sow any seeds of division about germs at the, at the beginning. So, so S E then the person wrote back like some, just a response, like uh, with misspellings that they were wrong, but believes that I shouldn't be creating division in this time. And that's bullshit. Don't tell me how to do what I do. Okay. I know what I'm doing. We're different. This is what's wrong with the world. We're different, but we should celebrate it. It's okay to be different. Look at me. It's okay to be different. It's okay to point out the differences and celebrate the differences. Okay, I, I, I grew up in a different place and you probably grew up in, and that's fine. Let's celebrate that. Not in a hurtful way, but in a, in a typical uh, heterosexual man, uh, woman marriage, there are just a lot of patterns. And that's what comics do. We find the patterns and we point them out. But this person has decided that that's not allowed. That's, that's inappropriate. And they're going to school me. And I'm going to show you the difference between how I operate versus that type of mindset. Okay? Somebody reached out to me and asked me a question under this video, uh, which is entitled, if you go on the... There's like a fight going on outside. Do you hear this? Unbelievable. Anyway, beautiful, wonderful world, isn't it? But that's what you get here. I'm, I'm in a Shasta outside of my house, and you, I'm not in a studio like a lot of podcasters. You get some outside chaos, and that was an example. So the name of this video is I'd Rather Do Therapy. So I was going to do comedy, and then I started to talk to this woman who was going through something, and then I said she should pray, and a guy just laughed out loud at the thought of her me telling her to pray. But I think we do need to pray for humanity, whether you're religious or not. Uh, Again, you can watch all those videos online. Here is another example of how comedy has changed. And I will, at the end, uh, show you how I tackle a subject that I don't don't know anything about. So this is, I'm just uh, talking about how the world is never going to come to an end and how Everything that that people worry about, we've been worrying about since the beginning of time or since I've been alive. And I started to talk about aliens. I wanted to get into this bit about aliens and whether they built the pyramids. Guess what? Never got to the bit. Why? Because I got interrupted again or somebody yelled out or somebody had a, a look on their face. But what I do love about these videos that I'm doing is the tone. I love my tone. I love how I interact with the audience 
And I think you can really see I'm not judging them or I allow it to unroll. So they are great moments. And it what it's what makes live comedy unique. And it's why you should probably see a show. This one is entitled, uh, this is a video called entitled, Houston Man Declares I'm Not an Idiot. Let me get the headphones on for this. I'm just concerned about the fight that's still going on outside the... Hold on, here we go. Uh, aliens? Some people think the aliens have been here and, and built the... Uh, built What? <laughs> Do you understand I'm trying to wrap it up? <laughs> Do you think that the aliens have been here? Yes. And what have they done? They watched us. They watched us. Okay. Do you think they built the pyramids? No. I'm not an idiot. No, not an idiot. (laughs) Audience erupts. I think we should just shut the news off. And just all talk like this every day. I really... There's a message. I mean, what a diverse crowd. We've got, like, Houston yuppies. We've got blue-collar sheetrock people. Crazy conspiracy theorists. 63-year-old that should be in bed. People losing their eyelashes, taking selfies in the middle of my show. Gun-toting Second Amendment people. This guy's wearing suspenders, I think. I give up. I mean, there you go. There you go. At the end, I'm basically rattling off everybody that I've had to interact with in the crowd. So I'm talking about aliens. And this guy, I said, uh, people think aliens have been here. And the guy goes, ah! Like, just makes a ah! sound. And I'm like, what? And then I said, do you think the aliens have been here? And he said, yeah. And I said, what? What have they done? He goes, watch us. And so then I just want to get into my pyramid bit. My bit. Can I get into my bit? So here, I go, here's my chance to get back into it. Well, did they, you think they built the pyramids? And the guy goes, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> so even he draws the line on his level of what I will call craziness in this day and age, which I know you can't use that word, but I'm going to use that word. And then I go through the audience and you had a, a 60 year old man, 63 year old man that yelled at one point, yelled at at one point. You had the conspiracy theory guy in the bucket hat who's wearing a bucket hat to a comedy club. While a guy who believes that aliens uh, have been here, but didn't build the pyramids. You had the gun toting second amendment guy. Somehow that came up when I was talking about tactical flashlights. And this guy was in love with his guns and had to let me know. And then there was uh, the, the yuppies and yippies. I don't even know if we use these words anymore, but that's what makes live comedy fun and interactive. But it'd be nice to be able to do a show and not have to do this. And then at one point I look out and again, watch all these clips online, or if you subscribe to the podcast, they'll be embedded in this video, patreon.com slash Orny, or watch it uh, a month or two later on YouTube for free. If you're cheap and don't want to support me. Also, if you want to interact with me, the email is what's wrong at orneyadams.com. What's wrong at orneyadams.com. Now, this happened. As the show was loading in, and I sneak my head around the corner, I always do this to see, like, what's, what's going on? What the, who's coming in? What do they look like? I'm sort of, uh, you know, sussing out the, the situation, figure out what I can talk about. I see a guy walk in with a baby. I go, there's a baby? I mean, this is what's wrong with these comedy clubs. Not only do they not police the audience or police anything, 
or care most of the time. They're allowing a baby. How is a baby allowed in a nightclub? How? With drinks and a guy up on stage yelling. Like the, the kid should have, uh, you know, the headphones that pilots wear to block out the, the noise. I don't think that my decibel level is healthy for a child, let alone what I, I, I talk about. So at one point, I said, uh, I pointed it out. I'm like, it just... It just came up organically. That's the only time I'm going to do crowd work is if it's organic. I'm not going out there looking. And I'm like, there's a baby there. There's a baby. And it becomes a discussion about how this baby needs to pay for a ticket. And then I take it an even, even a step further. And I go to post this video online. And this is where comedy's at now. A friend said, you know, I, I, I don't know. You might get some pushback on this. I'm like, Pushback on what? They're like, well, you're you're talking about fetuses and, you know, Texas has that new law. I'm like, I'm not even thinking about these new laws that Texas, and I know they're, that some judge just banned an abortion pill. Like, I'm not even thinking about that. What I'm thinking about is Texas tends to vote very conservative and they tend to uh, be more pro, um, pro-baby rights, pro-whatever, pro-choice, pro-rights. And I'm just sort of pointing out that th- that they're different because this is definitely a more conservative audience than I would be in front of in, let's say, California or Boston or something like that. So I'm, again, celebrating the differences, which is what that person on YouTube doesn't understand. And it's okay to do that. And it's okay for me to mock them without sort of putting them down. I'm not putting Texas down, even though I have different beliefs. I believe that a woman should have the choice to do what she wants to do with her body. I, I know that that will blow people's minds because I'm not political uh, in my act. But, you know, there's people that have been, have been attacked. Again, I don't want to get into this heavy stuff, but there are times it's too deep of a discussion. It's too deep of a discussion. But, and I have gray areas in all of these discussions. And I don't think it's my duty to declare how I feel about anything. Although I am on about in about a minute about asexuality, but it isn't as as a comedian. That's not my uh, duty as a human. It's none of your business. I grew up in a time where people didn't announce their political affiliations, but it's so hard to avoid it nowadays. Because here I am. I just want to talk about why I said this on stage and why anybody would be concerned or outraged baffles me. I'm pointing out the differences without taking a side. Do you understand that? Without taking a side. I don't spend all day thinking about the deeper disc- I, I I absorb. I I get what this person's saying. I get what this person's saying. And it's very complex. But I, I'm a very tolerant person. I like people to feel comfortable being who they are as long as they're not a mass shooter. That's what I'm concerned about is violence, crime, injustice, which I feel every day. I don't have the energy to get into the injustice I I had leaving the LAX parking garage the other day where they charged me for a full day because my flight was canceled leaving Houston. And so my flight, I got on a later flight on another airline, cost me money and, and baggage fees and, a, and, a, and getting a ticket, uh, buying an, uh, an upgrade for a better seat. 
and I got in later and then I go to get out of the garage and they try and charge me because I'm four hours after when I said I was going to exit an entirely new day when I had already paid for I was there for two and a half days I paid for three days and then they wanted me to pay for a fourth day I don't know how to explain to these people that that's not the way it works like I only was in the I said I was going to leave the garage at 11 a.m let's say on Sunday but my flight was delayed now If I had, when I booked the ticket, said I was going to leave the garage at 11 p.m., it would be the same amount of money. But because I was nice enough to say, I'm leaving at 11 a.m., that way you'll know that the space will be open for you guys if you want to try and sell a a, a ticket or a parking space to somebody coming in at 1 p.m. on Sunday, you'll know you have the space for inventory purposes. But because I gave them that courtesy, I now get charged. That's what's wrong with this world. So instead of saying, you know what, you already paid for the third day, we're going to just let, open up the garage. They charged me for a fourth day. I paid for four days of parking, and I was there 2.5 days. And I called that guy didn't care. I was outraged. I wrote email after email after email, and they will not. They just charge me, and that's it. And it's a very powerless feeling. And the funny thing is, I I... I got in my car and I'm like, I, after a day of traveling, after a flight being canceled, being delayed, I finally thought, freedom. I, I, I can just, I can go anywhere I want right now. I can, I can, this is, and I felt so good for 30 seconds, but the world wouldn't allow me that. It, what did the world do? The world didn't put the gate up. And now I'm trapped and I felt claustrophobic and I just wanted to lash out and I was going to lose my mind. That's what's wrong with the world. Every single day, it's a battle. It's a battle. And things that used to be easy or different. How many how many phone calls does it take to book a hair appointment or text messages? Because now the hairdresser doesn't have uh, an assistant like they used to have. They don't have a front desk working all the time. Like everything is so difficult. And I'm burnt out. I'm burnt out. So this clip, I'm in Houston, Texas. And I notice there's a baby in the audience. And again, I'm commenting and I'm pointing out how Texas is very different than other places I go to. And I'm not saying what's right or wrong. And don't tell me that they're too young. There's a guy over there that brought a baby in. Am I right, sir? They have a baby back there, right? Am I, I'm not kidding. Did you come in with a baby? Yeah, they did. There you go said, yeah, they did. Yeah, we did, he said. That kid better have bought a uh, ticket. Did that kid? Now I want to charge the kid for a ticket. How old is that baby? Five months. Five months? Yeah, I want the full price ticket. This is Texas. I want fetuses to pay, too. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And look at them clapping. You can see who's clapping that where they stand politically. That's the only thing that's discouraging about doing comedy is you'll say something like, you know, I'll talk about like the straw ban and I'm not being political. I'm talking about the absurdity of banning this piece of plastic, but not this piece of plastic. But then it turns into a rallying call for some people. And that's the only thing I hate about uh, comedy. And I believe it's one of the reasons why Dave Chappelle, although I don't speak for Dave Chappelle, quit doing the Dave Chappelle show because he would see people laughing at the wrong points. And I, I totally get that. So watch all those videos. Uh, and I just wanted to sort of discuss them. Uh, you know, watch them. They're on the internet. They're on the internet. Do I have time? 
Let me just do this quickly because I was talking about this. This is an article that was in the New York Post. It's entitled Sick Talk. Okay. I'm just going to read this just so you know what's going on because the algorithm is evil. It's evil. This is written by Asia Grace. She said, I pretended to be a 14-year-old boy on TikTok. What I saw terrified me. That's the title of the article. Teenage boys on TikTok are flooded with misogynistic, racist, sexual, and violent content, even when they don't go looking for it, a post-investigation found. I'm a woman in my early 30s, but I recently created profiles for a fake 14 a fake 14-year-old boy named Jaden on TikTok and YouTube. My aim was to use Jaden's profile to interact with other people online, but rather was not to interact with people online, but rather just to see what sort of content the algorithm fed them if it was or if it was completely passive. Within seconds of opening TikTok and YouTube as him, I was bombarded with a dizzying stream of videos Girls lip syncing, twerking in mini shorts. Shorts. About a minute later, things took a darker turn. Mega influencers like stuntman turned boxer Logan Paul started popping popping up. I don't know his content. I'm having trouble reading this because there is stuff just flashing around the screen. You know, videos, pop ups, and stuff like that. Once again, you know, it's it, 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 I'm sick of being interrupted. Let me read an article in peace. It's why I don't like to read on the phone. I like to read the newspaper, but I'm not buying the newspaper. And as I'm reading on the phone, notification, notification, this, that. It's like all they want to do is interrupt us. Our brains are being interrupted way too much nowadays. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. And she goes uh, on to talk about the, the content that uh, that Paul puts up there. Uh, the most disturbing video, I skipped a few paragraphs, I came across on TikTok, however, featured slow motion footage of a boy, likely around Jaden's age, in a classroom standing over a girl, swinging his closed fist toward her face as she recoiled. Jaden was fed another TikTok video uh, stamped with uh, a title, calling my girlfriend the B word for her reaction. You see what's happening? These kids, Jaden should be fed my stand-up comedy videos. Not this. Not this. You wonder you wonder how these kids are going to turn out. Like, if you saw the videos I was overlooking, uh, that woman next to me on the plane, th- there's nothing good about it. There's nothing that's going to make her life better. It's only going to make her probably feel worse about herself in one way or another. Maybe physically, maybe her lifestyle, maybe her the amount of money she's accumulated, maybe the number of friends she has or don't have. It's it's sick. This shit is sick. It's hard enough being in high school, not being the cool kid. I know that what that was like. Seeing other people have groups of friends, see other people. I still don't have a, a great group of friends. It still bothers me. But I'm not watching strangers live a better life than me. I'm I, I'm just not. So you can read this article. It's in the post. I'm not going to continue to read it, but the content is absolutely, it's scary. And this is what's being fed to people. And people that are putting out what I consider worthy content, now this is me speaking on behalf of myself, we're not being passed around like the stuff that's vile, violent, misogynistic, that is there to really upset people. And it's a shame. It's a shame. Makes me wonder if I fit in or where I fit in or what. So, I don't know if there's anything funny about this podcast today. (laughs) 
I gotta get some Golden Girl clips back on here. I gotta, I gotta do something like that. This is, uh, it's, it's getting, it's getting serious here. And there's no other way to say it. Shingles doesn't care. Good for you. Shingles doesn't care. That's right. Shingles doesn't, doesn't care. care. Good for you. Good for you. Shingles, Shingles doesn't, doesn't care. care. Well, under my video, uh, the one about I'd rather uh, be doing therapy than stand-up comedy, a uh, woman, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know the gender of the person. Uh, someone named Bianca wrote in, I'm omitting her last name for privacy. Oh, this is what I noticed. On all these really well-produced podcasts, they always have like a voice. Reminds me of like NPR growing up. They're like, Bianca, Bianca wrote in, she has to say, like, very, like, soothing, very, like, like, speak very slow. Like, it was at this point that I, I put a video up on YouTube saying I'd rather do therapy. And Bianca wrote in. It's just, like, I, I must be jarring. I know I'm jarring to the algorithm. When I see what people look at, who wants to see me? Pasting me. Doing stand-up comedy. I don't... I I, I wonder. I wonder where I fit in. <laughs> but there's nothing like my live shows. So I encourage you to come. I'm in Vegas this weekend. Port Charlotte, Hermosa Beach. Places like that coming up. And uh, a lot of offers coming in. Thank you for all the offers for private shows. And uh, theaters. I'm negotiating a few theaters right now. I think a couple of Michigan, believe it or not. Uh, the people that are seeing my more than loud stand-up comedy video uh, there, and uh, and it's leading to these offers. So thank you. Uh, here's the deal. So Bianca wrote in, and she said under my video, "What do you believe of asexuality? Do you believe in asexuality? Do you believe people like me that that are asexual exist?" And I'm going to be honest with you. I do. I do. I feel like growing up, I had friends that were asexual. I had uh, a female friend that had confided in me that she was asexual, just wasn't attracted and just wasn't into sex. I knew a couple of people. I knew uh, a couple of people, a girl in college too. And it never struck me as unusual. I just thought they're just not into sex. What I didn't, and I know very little about the subject. And by the way, thank you for the question, Bianca. She wrote in... uh, she sent me an, a, a nice email at what's wrong at ornyadams.com. I encourage everybody to send me topics they want me to t- discuss because right now I'm about to do my favorite thing, which is discuss a topic I know nothing about. And that's what I like to do. I like to come in completely ignorant and discuss a topic. Oh, I want to see if she wrote me back because I pop up my email here because I, oh, she did. Good. So I'll, I'll read this in real time. Um, okay. Uh, I, I, I like to comment on things I know nothing about and then open up the discussion. So I I sent Bianca a, a message. I said, listen, or I, I wrote it publicly. I, I, I know very little about this. I'd like to learn more. I'd like to enlighten my audience. Do you want to send me your thoughts or your experience with being asexual? And I will share them on my podcast. And we can inform people. Uh, but I, I, I don't know much. I, I read about it. Let me read, uh, read you what I read first. Uh, and again, this is all stuff. This came in at 10 a.m. It's now 11 a.m. And I'm on the podcast live. So I don't, I don't know anything. And I'm open to being changed. So if I say something like uh, I, I 
missay or it seems insensitive. That is not the case here. I'm looking into the camera. That's not the case. I'm an ignorant person about to talk about something I know nothing about, but it's interesting to uh, learn about it. Asexuality uh, is invisible sexual orientation. Uh, Defined generally as not experiencing sexual attraction has been asexuality. That's according to the Trevor Report. Uh, It's important to remember that asexuality is an umbrella term and exists on a spectrum. So this is another spectrum I've got to learn to digest. Asexual people, also known as ace or aces, may have little interest in having sex even though they desire emotionally intimate relationships. Like a friendship. This is a, this is according to a website called the Trevor Report, which I think is uh, Trevor Project, which is a website for transgender um, issues and acceptability, accepting transgender, understanding transgender, and preventing suicides, which is really important. Within the ACE community, there are many ways for people to identify. Here are some of the ways. There's demisexual, people who only experience sexual attraction once they form a strong emotional connection with another person. Women that date me have the opposite of demisexual. They're uh, attracted, then they get to know me, and then they don't. They have no sexual attraction to me. Uh, There's gray A, people who identify somewhat between sexual and asexual. There's queer platonic. Boy, there is just like so many ways to describe sexuality nowadays. People who experience a type of non-romantic relationship where there is an intense emotional connection that goes beyond a traditional friendship. Aces commonly use the word hetero, homo, bi, and pan in front of the word romantic to describe who they experience romantic attraction to. For example, a person who is heteroromantic might be attracted to people of a different sex or gender, but not in a sexual way. This is hard for me to understand. I understand that you may not be sexual. In fact, in this world, we have no more dopamines because of COVID and everybody is acting like assholes. So why would you be attracted to people? And I don't mean to diminish this because I understand it. But this is what Bianca wrote me. This is an email I just got. I read once. I have another email from her. Just came in that I haven't read. So I asked her, I said, tell me about your experiences about being asexual. Inform me. Help me understand. Uh, I didn't tell her before she wrote this, whether I did, in fact, believe in asexuality and that people like her exist. I actually think the spectrum, if we're going to use that word, of sexual attraction, sexual orientation, and gender, it is so, we're humans. And I don't, why people don't allow for this is beyond me. Why, why would anybody be upset that somebody is asexual is beyond me. What, I, I grew up, in a very tolerant household where we had all sorts of people around us and it was just normal and there wasn't judgment. And I never understood why, why wouldn't you accept somebody? I don't, it's hard enough for them to go through life dealing with these issues. So she wrote, this is from Bianca. Let's see. That's what she said. Let's see. There's so much to be said on the subject, and I have no idea where to start. Well, she doesn't know where to start. Then where do I start? It's a subject that most people don't know about or don't want to acknowledge because it scares them, the idea that we exist. I was unaware that this was going on. But I can tell you I'm not scared. I'd be excited if people aren't attracted to me. I've been My entire life, no one's been attracted to me. You ever see me sit alone in a restaurant? Nobody looks at me. 
Nobody looks at me and says, oh, who's the, who's the hot guy eating alone? No, they look at me, they go, who's the mediocre looking guy eating alone? He should be eating alone. All right, I'm just trying to make light. Uh, back to Bianca's email. We are part of an LGBTQ plus community, even if some of them want to exclude us from it. We have had to fight for our right to stay in the community as if the community hadn't fought enough already. Asexuality is the lack of sexual desire. We don't feel excited when we look at people. Well, I'll tell you something. I don't get excited when I look at people either. Disgusted. We still want our sex with some of them. We don't feel excited when we look at people. I'm personally sex-repulsed, polypanromantic, asexual. Which means I don't like sex. Yes, some asexuals can get aroused and horny and have a strong libido. I don't. And I'm not into romance with anyone. The panromantic part, and I'm not into polyamorous relationships. Wouldn't that be multiple people? Uh, I would think that you wouldn't be if you're not sexually attracted to one person, which is a whole other can of worms to open. Like I said, some asexuals have a healthy libido. They don't mast, they masturbate. So this is my first question. If if they're not sexually attracted to people, what are they masturbating to? Maybe this is a super ignorant question, but I asked her that and she responded in an email. I haven't looked at it yet. I will look at it for the first time right now on this podcast. But they just don't feel sexual attraction towards some of a some asexuals. I'm backtracking in her email, Bianca's email. Some asexuals have a healthy libido. Uh, they masturbate, but they just don't feel sexual attraction towards anyone. So that's confusing to me. I'm excited to hear what the answer is. Again, tolerant of this. I don't, you know, uh, I don't judge. But they just don't feel sexual attraction towards anyone. Others hate sex and are repulsed by it. Some are just indifferent to it. We are a growing community because a lot of people are just now discovering the sexual, the asexual community. We have many groups on Facebook and identifying with the label that are identifying with the label. If you have any questions, the AVEN page. So this is if anybody listening has questions, go to the AVN page online. It's a great place for answers. This is according to Bianca. Many asexuals started there. We have uh, meetup groups now where people meet once a month uh, or more to discuss. They get to, this is what they do. They get drunk and they don't screw. That's what happens at the uh, asexual meetups. And again, uh, this is me making light of something, but fully accepting of it. Uh, And it's really nice. So I'm glad that she found that community. And I'll say this. This is why uh, this is a good use of the Internet is where people that feel different can go online and not feel so different and realize they're part of a big community. Because if you grow up in a small community and you're the only one that feels a certain way, you're going to, it's much, it must be so difficult. But if you go online and realize, wow, somebody in uh, Turkey feels this way. Somebody in Japan feels this way. Uh, Russia feels this way. And I read a post from somebody in Russia that they had to omit their name for safety concerns. It just blows my mind that anybody would be want to hurt somebody that isn't attracted to somebody or for any reason uh, regarding their sexual orientation. All right. So this is the email. It just came in. She said, I am into romance. Here's Bianca. Unlike the asexual aromantics who are not, there are no dumb questions here. Don't worry. Uh, Many have been asked just to find out what the labels they fall under. One, uh, this is me asking her. This was the question I asked. I said, uh, just so you know, thanks, really appreciate your opening up my eyes to this entire discussion. I think 
you mean you are not into romance with anyone? Also, this may seem like a dumb question, but if someone is sexually aroused and horny, one, why don't they act on it? And two, why do they masturbate? And what do they masturbate to? What's turning them on? I am honestly asking these questions as someone who is uninformed and wants to know. Now, I like to make comedy about things that I'm uninformed about. And I hope you can accept me for that. Okay? So she wrote, I am into romance, unlike the asexual aromantics who are not. There are no dumb questions here. Don't worry. Uh, Then she answers my questions. One, they do act on it by masturbation. But some... Okay, so they're sexually attracted to people, but they don't want to be with that person, just masturbate to that person. Sounds fantastic. Because it sounds like, what a great uncomplicated life. To me, I'd like to see the study. I would believe asexual people get a lot more done in life. You don't have to worry about all this nonsense, spending time hooking up. You realize how much time we spend uh, trying to meet a mate uh, a, a younger, when you have a, a, a high T, high testosterone, trying to hook up with people. God, I wasted half my life. Half my life trying to hook up with people getting rejected. They do act on it by mastering. This is from Bianca, reading this for the first time. But some people still have sex, but some people still have sex with others. Wait a minute. They do act on it by masturbation, but some people still have sex with others. Doesn't change that they are have no sexual attraction towards anyone, which, which is what asexuality is. So they have sex, but they're not attracted to somebody. I could see that. I could see that because I read in one article the complications of telling the person you're with that you're asexual. So some people probably just grin and bear it and have sex so they don't have to have that discussion. Uh, Two, people masturbate to all kinds of things. Could be videos, could be sex shows, could be fan fictions, could be Coach from Teen Wolf. Anything that gets them going sexually is valid. Don't hesitate if you have any more questions or if I have answered something and it doesn't make sense. No, Bianca, I want to thank you for being uh, open with me. And I'm glad that I can be part of this discussion to create awareness. And seriously, I hope it, it puts an end to some of this this nonsense of the of people not being accepted. I don't know why people fear people that aren't different than them. I love people that are different than me. I love diversity. You learn from it. You learn, holy cow, thank God we have other communities and we can eat Indian food, Chinese food, Jewish foods, Russian foods. Why? The traditions, I think, I've said this before. We are all the same. Humans are the same. Read Shakespeare. Read, um, uh, oh, why am I blanking on his name? I was just uh, reading a book on the trials of, oh boy, one of the greatest comics of all time. Damn it. Anyway, you read anything from 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 50 years ago, 10 years ago, six minutes ago, we're all the same. We all want the same things. We all just want to feel loved, feel respected. We want to eat. And please stop talking about eating, whatever you're going to eat. We all, uh, some of us want to have sex, some of us don't. But we're basically, the human emotions are the same and hasn't changed through time. And I'm, I'm, I don't know why Holy shit, would this planet be boring if we were all the same? Thank God for different people. Now, 
All I beg of everybody is cut the nonsense out that we can't discuss this and discuss it in a way like this and make fun of it. It's garbage. It really is. And I'm tired of it. What's wrong with Oni Adams? Episode 77. A little bit of a deep discussion. I invite you to uh, go to YouTube. Go to orniadams.com if you want to watch uh, some lighter topics. Of course, the videos I showed uh, were funnier. But, uh, you know, I'm not here to change the world. Well, I probably am. (laughs) I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you accept everybody. I hope you lead a life where you get better. And and by the here's the other thing. We've got to become more tolerant and accepting of people that make mistakes and can change. Change is good. We all don't come out of the world perfect, okay? So you can change. We'd all still be picking our noses if somebody didn't point out that it was wrong. I'd like to pick my nose right now. That's my next meal. Talk about disgusting. What's wrong with Orny Adams? Email me. What's wrong at OrniAdams.com? Thank you, Ernesto Hurtado, for taking this video and polishing this video. And I encourage everybody to keep in touch. Write me letters. If you have more therapy questions, ask some lighter questions. I want to have a light podcast next. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to everybody that shares this podcast, likes this podcast, writes reviews about this podcast. And I'll see you at live shows. I'll see you in person. I'll see you online. And get the hell off your devices. I'm sick of looking at you on your devices. I want people to go back to making eye contact and to engaging with people. And I feel bad for the young people, and I'll close on this, that have to grow up in a world where people are so disgruntled, so angry, so intolerant, uh, and, and not laughing anymore. Let's get back to laughing and being accepting. Let's get off our phones. I don't know. I had another thought. I completely lost the thought. I was going to give this podcast an A plus, and then I just fumbled on two things. Who was that great comedian that I forgot? And then now this. Everybody have a wonderful, uh, wonderful week. And uh, that's it. If you're watching this on a device, now shut the device off. That's That's all I'm saying. Thanks.